0: Sports Squad with Io and Chanel.
1: Hello and welcome to Sports Squad here on Fun Kids. I'm Io, and with me is Chanel. Chanel, what have you been up to this week?
2: This week I've been cooking, trying to eat healthily, but I couldn't resist making my specialty dish, cinnamon swirls. Great British Bake Off could be the show for me.
1: Oi, I didn't tell you what happened when I did Great British Bake Off. So I, I did Great British Bake Off on Paul Hollywood and um, tasted my summer fruit gatto. He said he couldn't fault it. So if you can beat my Summer Fruits Gatto with those cinnamon swirls, you are definitely ready for bake-off. Right, coming up is the world of sports news, which you'd we'll be hosting, Chanel. And our guest is a double Winter Olympic gold medalist. She's going to tell us what it's like to slide down a mountain at almost 100 miles per hour.
0: Sports <laughs> Squad with Io and Chanel.
1: Okay, so let's meet our guest. She's a double winter Olympic champion in the skeleton event. Lizzie Arnold, welcome to Sports Squad. How you doing?
0: I'm good. Thank you very much. It's awesome to be here.
1: Oh, so nice to, to hear from you. And you know what? Skeleton's not an event that I don't think many people know about so much, but yet you are so successful at it. Talk to me about how you got involved in, in doing the skeleton.
0: Yeah, it's a sport that I didn't hear about until I was 18 as well. Winter sports aren't very well known in this country and, and, you know, not a lot of people do them. But that's what I love about winter sports is they're so weird and different. In my sport of skeleton, we're travelling head first, like there's no brakes on the sled. So it's, <laughs> it's really, it's scary sometimes, I'll be honest. But I loved athletics. When I was growing up, I was a heptathlete. I loved doing any sport, to be honest, that I could get my hands on. So... By the time I got to 18 and realised that I wasn't going to be Team GB for athletics, I stumbled upon this sport called the skeleton. And something about me physically, something about me mentally meant that I could be a good skeleton athlete.
2: You're travelling at incredible speed and incredible G-forces. What's that like?
0: Travelling down the skeleton track is totally overwhelming. So if you're lying on the sled, your tummy's um, on top of the sled, your chin is just off of the ice. And as you go down the track, your body's vibrating like quite violently and there's noise from the sled on the ice. You're kind of trying to focus ahead at the next corner, but everything's moving and jiggling and the wind is rushing past your face. um, So much so that if you just look to the left or the right, you'll actually start going that way. And then you start coming into the corner you'll go into the corner and the g-forces are so strong that you're sort of sucked into the ice so much that the air sort of is pushed your whole body is kind of squished into the ice and you're kind of holding on like a flat pancake and then you'll finish the corner and flop out of the corner and um it's it's a bit like a mega mega roller coaster but you're the roller coaster and you've just got to hold on and enjoy it <laughs>
1: You talk about the kind of speeds that you're going down head first. At what point do you get used to that? Because, you know, like, look, I, I, I've got a motorbike, right? And I still struggle going really fast, even though I like the thrill of speed. I'm still like, look, you need to calm down here. But it's imperative that you go down as quick as possible if you want to get a good time.
0: True. I think what you're saying about being a little bit on the edge like enjoying the speed but being aware of it is really important because when i'm going down the track i i am nervous i'm you know there's a bit of fear and there's those butterflies um so i have to try and get the butterflies in my tummy flying in the right direction i have to use that energy that anxiety to be useful to me in my performance so before i go down i'm thinking about the nerves and what happens what if i do it wrong and what if it you know i make a mistake and And then once i sort of start running with the sled and jump on actually i just love it i love the sport i relax i just i can't wait to go a bit quicker and i just think i'm thinking about the corners thinking about the course so it's like this balance of the fear and excitement but also being a bit nervous it's all this wonderful stuff all together
1: i always look at it especially whenever i watch it i mean it looks terrifying i'm not gonna lie to you but it's, it's the element of control you've got to have as well. And it seems from a viewer's point of view, it's more to do with slight movements, isn't it, really? Because you don't want to be overcompensating all the time.
0: You're totally right. When you watch a sport and it looks like they're not doing anything, you're thinking, well, can't you just lie there and you know, you'll go from top to bottom? But when people are really good at a sport, it looks easy. It looks, you know, like I think I'm like dancing with the track. I'm just doing little movements here and there. Um, So when I'm lying down on the sled, it's a bit like the song Head, Shoulders, Knees and Toes. I'm steering with my head. So you're travelling so quickly that if I look to the left or the right the sled will start to move. So I use my head, I use my shoulders to steer on the sled and my knees as well. And um, Because if I dig in one of my knees, um, the runners which are in contact with the ice, there are two still runners, they have knives on them. So if I dig in with my right knee, you then move to the right. So I can use shoulder and knee at the same time to make, make it more extreme. If I need to do a really big steer, a sudden movement, I, I drop a toe right at the back because the steering point is so far back on the sled. It will have an extreme answer to that steer. So, yeah, it's you have to be very calm, very aware of what's going on. But, yeah, do small movements and sort of just feel your way down and enjoy it as well. I'll try to.
1: <laughs> you said it there. you make it sound like such a dance and such great choreography. Uh, I know Chanel, you want to come in at this point.
2: What qualities do you need to be good at the skeleton? I think that I
0: I learnt a lot in sport. Like school is great and everything, but sport is really where I learnt how to how to overcome those challenges, you know, in in hurdles. Literally overcoming the hurdles is a horrible event in athletics. I was lo- you know, you'd be in the sprint position, I'd look up at it and think how on earth am I going to get over these hurdles? So just overcoming that challenge of like the disbelief, how am I going to do it? And then being against competitors that you think are much better than you, but what if you could beat them? Maybe you can beat them. Like I learned so much about life in sport and in skeleton, it's all about making mistakes. You have to make mistake, mistake, mistake because you'll never get to the point of success without first making all the mistakes. So when I'm going down the track and I've got this big corner And I'm thinking, okay, how am I going to get around there safely? And how am I going to get around there quickly? So first I have to go high. Okay, that's a bit slow. I'm going to go low. Okay, I'll go high, then low, low, then high. And I have to go wrong line, wrong line, wrong line. Then eventually I get it right. So it's about embracing that failure and those mistakes and knowing they're a part of the process. Um, And as well as that, I think learning from other people. So having friends that you're playing sports with and that you can help them in a way and they can help you and you both get uh, better together.
2: You've won so many gold medals, but the highlight must be winning those successive winter Olympics in 2014 and 2018. Yeah, definitely. To be able to go
0: to the Olympics um, as a Team GB member was super, super cool. Like to have all these teammates in sports that I knew nothing about and to be able to come home with a gold medal. Like they're so heavy and um, I'm constantly worried about losing them. But um, yeah, I'm so proud that especially because I can show people and show them that I'm just a kid who grew up in Kent. Obviously worked super hard, but, you know, we all have potential within us.
2: You mentioned that making mistakes are really important. What's the worst crash you've ever had? I've had a lot. <laughs> I haven't really
0: crashed crashed, but it, when you're going down the track, I often bump the the walls so I get and you're only wearing a really thin suit, um like a skin tight suit so you're quicker moving through the air aerodynamically. So when I hit the walls, I rip the suit and then you rip your skin and it's this horrible like burn sort of horror. It's just it's very, very painful. But when you've got to be quick and you're trying not to oversteer, sometimes you have to take the bumps and bruises along the way.
1: Wow. Now I'm really interested because obviously it, you, you do have to go through the bumps and the bruises, which is totally understandable because you don't get better unless you know how to compensate and how to work your way around that. But for any advice for any young kids trying to get into winter sport, what would you say? Because someone might look at it and think, oh, this is really expensive to get into, or, you know, I, I might not have the money because we don't get much snow <laughs> here in this country. How, what would you be, your advice be for any young person wanting to get into winter sport?
0: I would say, keep doing any sport that you love and that makes you happy. Um, So doing all sports is is really good uh, practice and skill development. I went through a talent search called Girls for Gold. So UK Sport ran this talent search and they get young athletes, talented athletes from anywhere in the country into sport and they funded my trips abroad and my equipment. So it didn't matter that I couldn't afford it. Um, So there's opportunity there for everyone. So keep loving sport, keep enjoying it and then um, look out for these talent searches that UK Sport run. And yeah, you never know what's, what's out there for you and what you could be
1: really, really good at. Yeah, amazing. Well, stay with us because I definitely know you have got a sports challenge for our listeners at home. Sports, sports Squad challenge. challenge. Okay, now, Lizzie, your event is a skeleton, and pushing off and running down the track before you get on your sled is really, really key. And I definitely know you've got a, a challenge for our listeners.
0: Yeah, I do have a challenge. The sprint speed is everything in skeleton. So it's all about like the first 30 metres. So if you go to a park near you, um, if you can mark out 30 metres or 30 big strides and put, put something down the start and the finish and then time yourself from the start to the finish and maybe have three goes just to see which is your best time because the first first go is never really the best time. But give it everything and don't give up until you've crossed that finish line.
1: I love that wonderful advice and amazing to talk to you honestly it's been so great having so many inspiring people uh, come on sports squad and uh, I'm definitely sure most of our well all of our listeners are really enjoying hearing your story as well so Lizzie thank you so much for joining us on sports squad thank you the world of sports squad so it's time for the world of sports news brought to us by Chanel Chanel what you've been looking at this week
2: I know you've been playing a bit of football with your mates if a professional club was to buy you how much would you
1: cost uh i mean i'm definitely a hundred million pound player i'm not gonna lie to you but you know what's even stranger is that actually a few years ago i actually got offered trials to go play at a university in america and i'm so annoyed i didn't take it my mom didn't want me to take it because she was like you need to focus on your studies um but really annoyed but who knows maybe i could have been the next cristiano ronaldo or maybe I'd probably be playing in the Vauxhall Conference. Maybe, I reckon, that's probably my level. But what did you find out on football transfers?
2: Well, I'm asking because a list of the highest estimated transfer values of players across Europe has been published this week. Top of the list, French striker Kylian Mbappe, who would cost an incredible £231 million if he were to transfer from PSG. That's almost a quarter of a billion pounds. Four English players are next on the list. Raheem Sterling, 173 million. Jadon Sancho, 159 million. Trent Alexander-Arnold, 152 million. Marcus Rashford, 136 million.
1: Oh my God, the Premier League is literally churning out some of the most expensive players in the world. Now, lots of people would be surprised Ronaldo and Messi aren't on the top. I wonder why that is.
2: Messi is 22nd on the list at 89 million, owing to the fact that he'll be turning 33 later this month and is out of contract next summer. Ronaldo is at number 70. He's the oldest player at 35 years of age.
1: What on earth? So basically, the only thing restricting them from being even more expensive, and let's face it, 89 million is still a lot of money, um, is the fact that they're a lot older than the other guys. And I guess football's weird that way, because the reason why certain players are valued more is because you've probably got they've probably got more years to play on the field. So, you know, at 33 and at 35, I mean... Ronaldo technically should be retired at 35 from football or at least playing at the highest level. And then Messi at 33 is probably, if you compare him to Ronaldo, got maybe another two years. So it's probably not the best investment for a team. But I'm not going to lie, 89 million quid just shows how good Messi actually is. Right, that is all we have got time for this week. It's goodbye from Chanel. Bye. And it's goodbye from me. Bye bye. Sports Squad is brought
2: to you with the support of the Audio Content Fund.
1: Thanks for listening to our podcast. If you enjoy the program, please review us and rate us as well. Catch you next time.